What did you think of Drake's last latest album? You know, it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the, there were, there were a few bangers on it, but, uh, it was very low key. I think you was, you could call it right. <laughs> women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Well, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad. I am the CEO and host of WWT, and I am not alone. She is the senior writer and host for WWT as well. Please welcome Nikki Bougie. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, and of course, nothing but amazing guests today, and today is no exception. This is the second time she's on the show. We are super excited. She is the first Knockouts Triple Crown winner and the current Impact Knockouts World Champion. Please welcome Jordan Grace. Hey, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming on. So, you know, we always have to start with a very important question with you when you pop on. Uh, what did you think of Drake's last latest album? You know, it was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the, there were there were a few bangers on it but uh it was very low key i think you was you could call it right <laughs> yeah it was it was it was interesting and then the fact that beyonce pretty much blew him out of the water two days later it was just kinda like uh. yeah it was very because he didn't say anything he just like kind of released it out of nowhere right right yes there, there were definitely a couple of like good bops on there but um it was uh it was very much like uh what do you what would you call it like I, people are saying the whiny Drake, but I want to say like it, it nicer. What's the what's the term? <laughs> it's more dance hall, like dance yeah. hall music. Better way to say it. But, I, but when people mm. were saying the whiny Drake, I was like, yeah, I could see that. But I was trying to think of a nicer way to say it. No, I think whiny Drake is 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 the, that's it. We okay. all know. it's it's not it's no shade. It's just kind of like he's you know this is not you know what dudes are going to be playing in in their car on a summer. One hundred. They're not going to be blaring it out the at the window, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not it's not happening. Uh, so let's get the rest into it, Nikki. What do you got? Listen, you know I'm the Impact Insider over here at Women's Wrestling Talk. Your first reign in Impact as a Knockouts uh, World Champion was during the pandemic. So how does it feel now that you're champion with a live audience, a live crowd, and what what's a little different? Oh, everything is different. Um, so yeah, like you just said, I won the title and then like a month later we went to shut down the pandemic and I didn't get that, that experience, full experience. Um, this is actually my second time doing media. Uh, so basically I'm in Louisville right now. We've been to, we've been doing this since 7 a.m. So this is like, I guess Josh was telling me this is the full, the full champion experience where <laughs> literally you're just on the go for like two days straight doing media. Um, but I'm doing this, meeting a lot of new people. Uh, and then obviously fans are just like, it's it's so different because defending that title in front of no one sucked. <laughs> and having the fans there just to to be, be to be behind me and feeding off that energy, it's it's just completely different. And then that's also like, you know, put credit where credit is due. The fact that you're able to entertain us through the pandemic as a champion, that's like to, to me, that's like a company giving you like, we believe in you because not everybody can do that. So kudos to you for, you know, for, for doing that, because, you know, I, I, it's, it's not an easy task. Like just talk to no one. It's, 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 it's interesting. 
Thank you. And to be, to be completely honest with you, like every single thing I did when I was wrestling in front of no fans hurt so much more. <laughs> like there's no adrenaline. Like there's, it was kind of just like, you couldn't be behind the curtain and hear the fans before you went out. It was just kind of like, all right, let's do this for the camera. <laughs> Well, you know, like like I said, definitely kudos to that. And so now, you know, what were your initial thoughts going into Slammiversary and preparing for the first Queen of the Mountain match? Like, I remember I saw an interview where you said that, like, you know, all the girls were like really, really nervous, which is not the usual thing for you guys. So in preparing for it, uh, or did you prepare for it? How, what was that like? It was honestly like 95% mental because, we haven't done one of these matches in what six, seven years. And when they, when they pitched it to us, I was just like, what is that? Because I, I, I didn't even remember it because it's been so long. And then uh, once they, once they told me, I went back and I watched all 12 of those past King of the Mountain matches. And one of the main things mentally that you have to like, remember when you're structuring these matches is the rules and making it make sense because, you know, impact has had a lot of, you have, you know, the reverse battle rumble, battle world that they came up with, the ultimate X. And then you have the King of the Mountain match, which definitely I think has the most rules out of any impact match they've ever come up with. Uh, I think a lot of people call it the reverse ladder match, actually, just with, I guess, more <laughs> rules. And there was also a lot of unknowns in the match. Like there was, I think, uh, there were a couple things that were a little bit off that we didn't even realize were going to happen until we got out to the ring. Um, and there was something that I personally didn't know, which was that there was not a hook going to be on the, on the thing that you hang the thing on. So when I was mm -hmm. climbing the ladder, I had the, the belt wrapped obviously. And so all the other matches besides one, I think there has been a hook. So you literally just go and hook it up there. And so when I saw it was just a straight bar, I was like, Oh my God. So I had to <laughs> undo the bell and like throw it over. And then I had it. And then I was like, do I need to like belt it up or clip it? And then I was like, no, it's fine. Just, just go with it. It's just live in the moment. And then later on I found out that commentary was saying, Oh, she has to, <laughs> she has to clip on. And I was like, Oh my God, we were not on the same page at all. And then also another thing was the, you know, Obviously, like on the on Fight TV, there was the elimination timer probably on mm -hmm. the screen. There was not that elimination timer <laughs> on the Titan Tron on the actual show. So it was just like, oh, when is this person coming out? You know, it was just like very, very, very difficult for those kind of things. Definitely. And I'm pleased to say that I was there to watch you become the first ever queen of the mountain. And speaking of first, you've been in the first Iron Women's match. You were the first woman to compete in Ultimate X for, def def you know, when Trey was defending his X uh, division championship. There's a lot of firsts. So I have a question. Are there any other firsts regarding the knockouts division that you would like to see moving forward, especially as being champion? Regarding knockouts division, um, let me think. What, what matches have we done? There is actually... Uh, I think this was done one time before was uh, it was the, the King of the Mountain match combined with the Ultimate X match. So basically it was instead of hanging the belt, you had to hang the X, which mm -hmm. I was like, that's such an, it's such an interesting concept. So I would love for the knockouts to do one of those just because it sounds so cool. Like to have the X over it with the ladders. Like, I think that would be a crazy match. Um, I can't, I can't actually think about 
what else i guess you could do a reverse battle royal with all the knockouts right but <laughs> that would just be a crazy match in general but yeah definitely just more i want to i want the knockouts to to completely like cover all of the matches that have been historically male matches like i want us to do those nice nice and that's i mean the impact the knockouts division has just been like it's crazy it's bar, bar none um and i feel like people i think now people are now putting more respect on on the brand um but it's like it's been consistent um with that being said you know the, the knockouts division is stacked so who do you like who do you think is your biggest competition who's gonna try the keyword is try uh you know try for try you for that for that championship that's a good question. Let me think about this. Um, obviously, uh, Mia Yim just got here very recently, and I have wrestled Mia Yim one time before. It was, I believe, seven years ago. And I feel like over the over the past seven years, obviously, we've both gained so much more experience, and we've gotten so much better as wrestlers. So I feel like she might be the number one threat right now. Hmm. That's very interesting. Cause speaking of Mia Yim, we've seen her, we've seen Gia Miller, we've seen Alicia Edwards, and we've even seen Gail Kim on some of your Instagram reels. I, I stalk your Instagram all the time. Cause it's so funny. You make some of the funniest reels. How is the dynamic in the locker room? Oh, I mean, I, I feel completely comfortable there. Everybody talks to everybody. It's not like everybody has like a, a click off to the side or anything like that. So, you know, all the girls are, constantly trying to help each other and, and talk to each other and give advice when someone asks like i personally love our, our locker room because of that like i just feel safe and comfortable and i think that's very important in what we're doing because you know we're kind of we're kind of putting each other's lives in the other's hands when we're going out there wrestling yeah that's i mean yeah the, your locker room like I, I feel like it speaks to the truth like the fact that you can date like have these ladies on your instagram it speaks to that you have this cohesiveness in the cohesiveness in the locker room opposed to you know some other promotions you don't really see that too often you might see it with the two or three ladies but yeah again i don't necessarily stock it as much as nikki does but i did stock instagram and i'm seeing a lot of different women there so you know definitely kudos to that um, with that being said, if you were go if you were to go after the Impact's Knockout World Tag Team Championship, who would you pick as a partner? So obviously, I've already I've already held that belt one time with Rachel Ellering. Um, who would I pick now? Who would be good? Honestly, I haven't even I haven't given that any thought at all. To be completely honest with you, I've been so focused on on this world title, this Knockouts World Title. Um, I don't know who do who do you guys think? Because I want to okay. hear. I'm glad you asked because I, I gotta know. <laughs> would you would you would you add Gia Miller into the mix? You know, did, did you ever see me and Gia wrestle? We wrestled before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually I, I do think that would be interesting because I, I think that she has a lot of potential. Like we had yeah. a we had a good match for, you know, we, we did the the IPWF. And I was Georgia Cobb, obviously, and I forget what her name was, but something crazy. And we had we had a really good match. So I feel like definitely if she was given more opportunities, she would definitely take them and run with it. 
Definitely, because I love Gia Miller. I know we see her more doing the backstage stuff, but on the indies, she does wrestle sometimes. So I think it, I think y'all would be uh, a great pairing. But we spoke about Gail Kim a little earlier. So I want to know, how is it having such a legend in the game being involved in the division, especially now that you're holding the championship? It's so awesome. Not just because she's a legend, um, which obviously she is, but because she believes so much in our locker room. Like she really has been instrumental in helping me get to where I am right now. Like she is someone who, when I first got to Impact, she had, you know, the laundry list of critiques of stuff I needed to improve. <laughs> and obviously when I first got there, I really didn't have a lot of television experience. So I was almost a little discouraged when I came to the back and she had like this crazy amount of stuff that I needed to work on, but that ended up helping me in the long run because look where I am now. Mm -hmm. There it is. Yeah. Shout out to, to Gail. Gail is, she's absolutely uh, amazing. Um, is there any, is there like one piece of advice that she's given you that like sticks, to, sticks with you no matter what throughout your career? 100%. Um, when I first got to Impact, I had kind of like a, a different kind of intensity, I guess it was a, it was a quiet intensity. And she kept telling me to, to bring that out, to be more intense in the ring. And I just started sc like screaming during my matches. And I think, <laughs> and she was like, I love that. I want more of that. And she would always tell me, I, I would think I was giving it a hundred percent in my first matches. And then she was like, no, you need to do it more. You need to, you need to like, do it as loud as you can. And now I scream constantly in matches. I'm doing, I'm being so intense 24 seven. Like I come to the back and my voice is gone 90% of the time because I'm screaming so loud. It's so funny that you say that because I remember watching your match with Matt Cardona and you literally giving out this big yelp. So I got to know, during your feud with Matt Cordona, during the Digital Media Championship run as well, what were some of your favorite moments during that? Oh, man. Um, honestly, so it's really funny. I never expected to be to work so well with Matt Cardona. Um, I was actually his first singles intergender match ever, and I was so nervous about it because obviously – you know, when these guys come from WWE, you don't know what they're going to be like, especially when they have to do an intergender match for the first time. You don't know, mm -hmm. like, if they're going to want to, you know, take bumps for you, what's going to happen. And thankfully, he was like the easiest person to work with. And all of our ideas, ideas they meshed so well together. He didn't have like uh, an ego when I suggested anything. And I definitely really, I really appreciated that and respected that. And we ended up having like, a crazy wrestling chemistry. Like I was, I was very surprised. I was talking to Chelsea about this. I was like, you know, it's so weird because you can never expect those people that you have chemistry with. Like I would never have in a million years expected that because I grew up watching him as a kid and just from, from seeing his character on WWE to impact, just like it was a, it was, it was a surreal experience. I can't even put it into words, but I'm just so happy that we were able to work together. But I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not even answering your question. Some of my, <laughs> some of my. No, you're fine because honestly, I love like y'all's feud. Me and my tag team partner here at Women's Wrestling Talk, Santana, we went back and watched y'all's matches, and I was like, 
they are they have the craziest chemistry in the ring. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I, one of my favorite feuds, honestly, besides you and Deanna, of course, but one of my favorite feuds. And really, me and Matt beat the shit out of each other. Like we were laying it in. Like <laughs> it was insane how how hard we were hitting each other. And I we were coming to the back and. Uh, Scott, our boss, would be like, Jesus Christ, like, y'all really just kicked each other's ass. Especially during our last match, that uh, Doc Combat match, I will never feel a pain like I felt when he <laughs> hit me. <I'm> like, <laughs> and it was like the, it was the loudest slap, and it really felt like, oh my God, it was, it was like a giant just came down and just slapped me as hard as he could in the back. Yikes. Well, I mean, the, the great thing, it's all recorded, it's all filmed, because you, you have some of those matches, you know, especially now, not not as much on the indie scene an, anymore either, but where, you know, you'd be on the indies and you have these great matches and it's not, you can't find it anywhere. So, you know, kudos, you have it there and, you know, those matches were really great matches. So now I have another important question for you. Um, you have five dogs. Uh, the first question is, are you going to be adding another dog? And the second question, which one is your favorite? Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Please knock on wood. I we do not need another dog. We didn't need four dogs, much less five dogs. Like it's it's an insane amount at this point. Um, but the last two were kind of rescues, so I definitely feel like we needed to take them in. I couldn't just give them up. Um, but oh man, who is my favorite? I have they're all my favorite for different reasons. But this new one, he actually is probably the he's the sweetest. Like he um. He sleeps under the covers, like at night, and he sleeps between your legs or in between the crook of your knee. And the best thing about him is that all my other dogs at like 5.30 in the morning, they will wake me up, stand on my face, like lick me, wake me up 30 minutes before my alarm. But this guy, it's almost like he doesn't even want to wake up. He's the last one to get out of bed. You'll all be off the bed and you'll look over and he'll just be like curled up under the blankets. You just see his, his little body. But I'm like, hey, are you are you ready? And he's just like, you could see him stretch out and yawn and just slowly <laughs> reveal himself in the covers. But he's definitely like, I hate because it's kind of like kids. You can't like really pick your favorite, but he's definitely like right now my favorite. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And then uh, one last question before we get out of here. Um, I saw, again, I'm stalking your Instagram. Um, you and your husband like posted and obviously like you guys are major careers, but two different promotions, traveling a lot. Um, you see, you, you make it work. So what's what's the secret? Oh man. Um, the secret really is just is just finding time. Like obviously because people, you're gonna put forward what's, you're going to put forward what's, what's important in your life, right? Like you're always going to make time for what's important. And I obviously we're very important to each other. So no matter if it's, you know, a five minute phone call after a show, or we set aside a day to just be together, like that's really what makes it work. So no matter if he's, you know, like right now, he actually left a day before me and I'm getting home a day after him. So it's going to be Monday through Friday, basically apart. And I know we've already scheduled out Saturday to just be together. So I think like taking that time is very important. Nice, nice, nice. With that being said, thank you so much for hopping on. Where can everybody find you? Your pictures are fired, by the way. So everybody should be following you. But where can everybody find you if they're not? Oh, Nikki has something. With, with- 
Well, we feature you. You're always in our category. We do a show called Turnbuckle Glam every Sunday, and you're always in our Gym Hotties category. So I just oh, want to let you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, no I, problem. You take the I, best gym photos. I got some new outfits, so you just wait. I got some mm. good ones. Hey, I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, but you can follow me any social media platform at Jordan Grace. Uh, you probably got, you guys probably have my name spelled here somewhere, but it's J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E. Grace is spelled normally. And I hope to talk to you guys on one of those platforms. Thank you so, so much. And, you know, here's to Drake putting out a, a better gym version album <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And, you know, congratulations on the rain. We look forward to seeing amazing things with a crowd. And I'm sure Nikki will be at one of those shows screaming her head off. So, you know, I'm there next Saturday, Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm there, Dallas. Oh, I thought okay. I was going to miss. Go. So, oh yeah. Oh, I'm there. And I was there anniversary and for the taping. I'm there. I'm literally calling out of my job for next, next yes. week. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait to see you next Sounds good. There it is. Thank you so, so much and have a wonderful rest of the day. Have a good one, guys. All right, bye. Oh my God, Jordan Grace, she's like everything. She is she, she is awesome. I'm so happy for her. Well, what do you what, what do you think the resident impact, uh, what do we say, connoisseur? What, what, what's, the, what's the name? Impact Insider. I don't know. I'm about to, Insider. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting some names uh, together. I got to figure it out. But no, it was awesome. Uh, she she really opened up about a lot of stuff. And I, I popped, you know, I love Matt Cordona. So I definitely popped during that. I thought that was very interesting. And I thought it was very cool that she like started, says she start started yelling. I thought that was really cool because it does intensify the match for me. I love I love it, honestly. Yeah, it's it there's there's a a fine balance. Like I feel like um I think I was talking, I can't remember what show. Um we were talking about like Carmela and there was one point where she was yelling, but it was I don't know if it was like the right way, but it seemed like the very mm. wrong way. Like it was like mm. it was it didn't fit with the match. And now she does it, but it, it's a lot different. Like is like yeah. she was it seemed like she was yelling because she was frustrated because the skill level and, you know, I might be reading into it, but now like her skill has improved and it's like, yeah. it, whatever is happening, like it makes sense. Um, so yeah. definitely yeah. agree with that. And then, I mean, having Gail as a mentor, like she's, 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 I compare her and um, when I met Jazz, like mm -hmm. they have this quiet, like, um, I know some people don't like this term, but like auntie type, like, like whatever they say is or like a big sis. Yeah. Like whatever they say, like you want to take it, you take it to heart. Like it, it yeah. Gail, like, like, you know, messes with you and remembers you. Like, that's a good thing because she's met yeah. so many people over the years and all of a sudden. And I feel stuff. like that about Mickey James too, because mm -hmm. after the taping, Mickey James comes over and she gives me a hug and she knows my name. And I'm like, hold on now. This is, this is crazy because yeah. I wasn't the biggest Mickey James fan when I was growing up. Of course, I feel like that's how it was booked. You know, you you you, you don't like the heels. As I got older, I started to appreciate more of the work. And it's funny because we saw Jazz walking up at WrestleCon and she saw us. And it almost it felt like she knew who we were, even though she didn't. But it did feel like um, 
like that, that, uh, you know, that kind of feel where it's like, you know, whatever she says, I'm going to listen to because she has way more experience and way more time in the game than I do. So I, I definitely agree. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so as far as Jordan, um, what do you think, what do you think this rain is going to look like? How, and how long Me do you think him. it's going to be for? Me and him is probably going to be the one to take it off of her. I don't Sooner know. Sooner or later. I think it's going to be later. I probably like bound for glory October 7th, maybe. I think Jordan is probably going to get a lengthy reign, though. Um, of course, there's a match between Deanna Perrazzo and um, Mia Yim. So we'll just have to wait to see that. But um, yeah, I think Mia Yim is going to be probably her one of her first competitors. I don't see Tasha Steele's like I don't see Tasha Steele's leaving away from, from that title. I think that she's going to try to continue to climb her way up the ranks once again mm -hmm. and 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 probably make herself way. But I if I had to pick someone, I want to see Giselle Shaw. Like, mm. I know she's been in tags. I know she's been in factions and stuff like that. But that girl is incredible in the ring and she's held a title before progress women's champion as well i believe she's still the champion but i'm not sure um but i would love to see her as knockouts world champion down the road honestly that's a great thing about impact too it's like they use every i mean you know correct me if i'm wrong because you watch it like 100 percent of the time but it seems like they use mm -hmm. every single knockout like even when jordan lost mm -hmm. um the championship you could see her making her way to the top. Like it made sense. It's like, like, and anything. even if they're, not, even if they're not in like a match, they're in a feud. You know, mm -hmm. we, Havoc is not there, but she's still in a feud. Right. Masha has Tennille Dashwood, who she's working with. Giselle Shaw and Madison Rain are together. Deanna and Chelsea are now tagged. Mickey James is still roaming around. You know, so, and then even with Maria Kanellis, like she's, she's in, She's not even involved in the actual concept of the division, yet she's still a prevalent character, mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with Honor No More. So I think that they do a phenomenal job. And I wish that at, hopefully AEW can get to this point. I'm starting to see it a little bit. But with the Knockouts division, everyone is being used, even Gail. You know, yeah. we see Gail talking in the back to Scott or she was involved with Trey Miguel getting his match with Steve Macklin. She was involved with Josh Alexander and everything that was going on with him, even with Moose and Sammy Callahan. So I think that that's what we want to see, because I'm more of a. How can I put this? I'm more of a I like wrestling. I like mm -hmm. pure technical wrestling. I don't I don't really care about a story. A story is nice. But I think a story keeps a lot of people. For me, we don't get any of the stories at the tapings. None. They Unless it's a live show, they'll cut to the back with Gia Miller. They'll give us right. an interview. When I went to the taping, I had no idea why Giselle Shaw was with the influence. I had no idea why Tennille was attacking uh, Taya Vachary. Did I care? Absolutely not. I just waited on the to watch the show to see what would right. happen. And because I love pure wrestling. And that's what you get with impact. Yeah. No, I, I, I am the opposite. I love a good story because mm -hmm. I think for me, I, I remember the wrestling more. It's like, it's a mm -hmm. good story. Then you remember the story and then you remember the match 
and then it kind of all coincides. But be also being to impact tapings, the story doesn't matter as much. Like it is yeah. great wrestling, and then the crowds are. I mean, the as far as as far as I can speak of, I went to. I don't think they have been to Los Angeles, but I went to the Vegas shows quite a few times, and the crowds have been amazing. Um, so. Um, well, Tasha yeah. still says the best crowds are down here in the South. So, I mean, and but, it's true. We we will literally go. There are a lot of people that go to wrestling just for like, just to go, like, just because it's in town. Like, right. A lot of people that go to the shows don't even watch on a weekly basis, but they're hyped because down here, SEC, we got the Vols, we got the Bulldogs, we got the Bama, we got Florida Gators. We got like, we go crazy, especially when it comes to college. So when we see like young talent, wrestling we're like oh we're gonna go because like it's competitive we're we're competitive nature so i ugh, i don't know if they're gonna tasha Steele's had had said something on her live uh yesterday that made me feel like they're gonna stay in the south for a while because they mm -hmm. just did nashville they did atlanta we're in louisville next week and then they're in dallas in august Mm -hmm. uh, but they're going to Chicago in August as well. So I don't know mm -hmm. if they're going to try to see if things work out. And then there was a rumor circulating that Bound for Glory is looking for the Northeast. But okay. <laughs> I think they should just come back to Nashville and just stay. Of course, for those that don't know, they, <laughs> they did the whole, almost the whole pandemic, if not the whole pandemic, at Skywood State, State Studios in Nashville. And the first day that they let uh, fans back in, I went to the show and it was absolutely amazing. So if you haven't checked out an impact show, you really need to go because honestly yeah. they have some of the best live events ever besides yeah, maybe WWE. <laughs> and they make it, um, you know, and I love a good WWE show as well. However, when you go to, there's is a big difference between WWE um, live shows versus the tape shows for like Raw and mm -hmm. SmackDown. It's and and the one I went to AEW is the same thing. When you have those live taping shows that's going directly to you know the viewers, you can't enjoy the experience as much because the the wrestlers legitimately stop for commercials, like and it just takes away the like you know the like it really makes it like and it don't don't come after me. It really makes it like okay, well this is really scripted as we know. But yeah. to stop for the commercial like makes it even more like okay. Um, and normally so in the commercials, like I've only been to one WWE show as an adult, and I went to SmackDown, and they were doing like dark matches or entrances or crowd giveaways and stuff like that, and it just takes away. Like I, as much as I will forever probably watch WWE, I don't know if I will actually go to like a actual like event i have noticed and even i've noticed this with impact too i'm more of a bigger fan of the tapings because they're more intimate mm -hmm. and i feel like the live shows are just so chaotic there's always a lot of things going on they move at a rapid pace no commercials especially with impact um you know they might show the you know, they might show the people watching at home like a clip of something. I know Slammiversary, uh, there were different things going on and stuff. But for me, like I I want to go to like a WWE live event because I feel like it's just going to be more personable and just more like I like that intimate kind of not underground wrestling, but just more just more close. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've grown to have, you know, um, relationships with you know people like trey people like diana chelsea you know we speak and we talk 
a lot. And um, it's just more, I, I like watching them more. Like, cause TK, you haven't seen, you haven't seen how I get at live events. I don't think I want to um, see. But <laughs> I don't think I, I want to see. Crazy. Like I, oh, I'm so competitive. So when Trey or Deanna or Chelsea are in the ring, it's like, Tasha too. Like I, I scream, I lose my voice. I, I don't care. You know, I'm there for, I'm there for the competition of it. And I think that everyone should at least go to different promotions. I've had the yeah. chance to go to NWA this year, Impact, WWE, AEW, and now I'm going to GCW. Now we're doing um, the last match for Ric Flair. And so I think it's so important to see what your niche, because mm -hmm. By far, my favorite is Impact. Obviously, yeah. No, I do. I do love Impact, but also like with the, like what you're saying with the live mm -hmm. ones that are not taped for shows. Um, yeah. You're with WWE in particular. You're gonna see things. They're a little bit more freer. Um, I remember I went to and on, on top of that too, you get better seats. Like if you're not trying mm -hmm. to break the bank, you get better seats. I went to a SmackDown show and I was legitimately in the front show, front row. It was a house show. And um, this is this is a while ago. It's like the Usos and New Day were feuding. That's how long ago yeah. it was. And it's so crazy. The next day, I went to a taping um, with Xbox. So that's that was maybe 2018. And so the yeah. Usos came backstage to um, where the food is um, catering, and they're like, yeah. "We saw you yesterday." And it was so crazy that like you can have those. You know, like, it's like why didn't you say anything? I was like, I know I could say anything you know right. it's just like i know i could say anything so it's it's so crazy that you know maybe they know this a little bit more that probably be a question to ask somebody you know the difference between like the live versus the taping um maybe yeah. they're they can notice a little bit more all that stuff but i definitely mm -hmm. prefer um that but in la you know the stars come out um for those raw shows so i do i do like um, I do like that aspect when I can get my, you know, get a hold of tickets because, you know, mama ain't paying for, ain't paying for those ones. Um, so other than that, where can everybody find you, the, the resident impact um, um, insider? You can catch me every Thursday night's live tweeting on the WW Talk pod page. You can catch me on my personal page at Nikki Bougie. That's N-I-C-K-I-E-B. Double O S H I E. That's Instagram and Twitter. I've been I've been doing this too long now, TK. Um, and then also you can um, check out our post shows, please. I will I will be on post shows on Thursday nights and Monday nights as well. Um, live, we are live exclusively. I don't know why you asked me about myself, and then I make it about women's wrestling talk because that's that that's just how it is. We are live exclusively on Twitch. Okay. So make sure you like, and subscribe. But yeah, if you, um, I always give the disclaimer, if you don't like Charlotte Flair, don't come on my Twitter page. She follows me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, does your fave follow you? Okay. Before you come to my page and do, do all that hate miss. Okay. Uh, and it, and, I, and I'm always honored to be here with the CEO, the T TK, the Canadian assassin herself all the way from California. Ooh, it's been a day. <laughs> it has been a day and it's just getting started. So uh, thank you so much. Like Nikki was saying, definitely go and check out our social media page, WW Talk uh, Pod. Check out our website, www.talkpod.com. We have articles dropping all the time and definitely check out everything live exclusively on Twitch. 
And uh, starting the next two weeks, we're going to have even more stuff that you can see on our social media pages and all that good stuff. So definitely be on the lookout like that. We are constantly growing, constantly exploding, and we're just going to have more for you in 2022. Uh, other than that, my name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Until <laughs> um, next time, guys, thank you guys for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.